May you standing for the reading of God's word. I appreciate Pastor Mac asking you to don't rush me this morning with the word. Amen. I, because they know me, I've got a clock in my head that at a certain time I just wind up the message. So they spoke to me and it says, you ignore that clock today. And you take your time, preach what God would have you to say amen. May I preach this? May I take my time and share with you what God has given us for this day. On this last Sunday in the first month of the year 2017, in a year that we have called and claimed to be a year of supernatural favor, as we conclude this final message in the first series of messages, first of seven series that we would do throughout this year, all of them examining those who are people of faith in the Bible and looking at their testimony. This first example was that of Abraham, and the series is entitled A Test of Faith. This is the fourth and final message in this first series. The book of Genesis is where our text is found. Chapter 22, verses 7 and 8, reading from the NIV translation. And it reads, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, Father, yes, my son, replied Abraham. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said. King James says, he says, I see the fire, I see the wood. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered his son Isaac and said, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. We thank God for the reading and the hearing of his word if you would catch the hands of someone that is standing next to you, as it is our custom to do, as we bless the subject for this message today into someone else's spirit. This is an appropriate message for this consecration day, for this day of dedication and rededication. God says, speak into somebody's life these words. Hold those hands and say to someone, God will provide. Amen. God will provide. You may be seated. God will provide for every demon that's hanging around in your universe. God will provide for every doubter and every naysayer. God will provide. Listen, my brothers and sisters, in this final message of this first series of this year, 2017, the series that once again is entitled A Test of Faith, God said to me that perhaps the greatest test of our faith is believing and trusting that despite how it may appear, despite what the circumstances may be, despite what the evidence seems to prove, that God will provide. That is a test of faith for someone because it doesn't look good. <laughs> but deep down in your soul, there is an authoritarian voice that comes from on high that says, ignore everything, ignore the way it looks, and stand on the word that says God will provide. We have, throughout this series, emphasized that just because God's favor is on our lives does not mean that our faith will not be put to the test. Tell somebody it will. 
In fact, don't even pray for God's favor if you don't want to go through something. Because to much that is given, even more is required. Amen. Don't even ask God to bless you if you don't want to go through anything. For we said in that first message of this series also that the greater our faith, the greater the level of your favor, the greater the tests will be. Job discovered this in the book of Job. Job was, the text uh, identified him as the most blessed man in the land. He had more than anybody else. What I love about that text is that it says he, he worshiped God and he shunned evil. But there was a test. Satan came to God and said, you know what? The only reason why Job is serving you is because you're protecting him. But if you remove your hedge, I'll make him curse you to your face. What the devil did not know. I want to let you in on something. Satan is not omniscient. He does not know everything. Because what he did not know was that Job wasn't serving God because of Job's stuff. <laughs> he, he did not know the testimony of Job that said, listen, I haven't always been like this. Because naked I came into the world and naked I will return. And he says, I will still bless God. God is still worthy of my praise. Uh, and so with great favor comes a great test. With great faith, God expects us to go through a tremendous time of testing. But it is important for us to understand something that is very important. And that's why I want to take my time. Uh, God has a purpose. <laughs> Don't miss this. In fact, help me tell somebody. God has a purpose for every test you have to go through. It is not in vain. But Paul writes, all things work together for good. You don't even know what God's purpose is because as I was encouraging somebody earlier, God says, I need you to have so much faith that you will not demand an explanation. You've got to hear me because this was hard. This was hard for me in 2010 when I saw my dad at that Baptist hospital withering away. And when I saw him, Deacon Robert Stokes, stuck in that wheelchair for many years, and I saw other pastors and men of God who were not nearly as faithful as my father. You know it, Pastor Bradley, because uh, he was your mentor. When I saw people who didn't serve God like Dad, and, and Dad's got to die. Dad's got to be taken away. And I told God, I, God, quite honestly... I'm angry, and I'm disappointed. It's all right to be transparent. Truth of the matter is that I know I'm not the only one who's ever been angry at God. Okay. It was tough until God reminded me. He says, son, faith is when you don't have to have an explanation. God says, I can't explain it to you if I want to. But he said to me, Mother Betty King, that faith is when you... Trust me so much that you don't understand what I'm doing and you say it is still well with my soul. Faith is when everybody around you who seem to be sinning as much as they can got more money than they know what to do with it. Faith is when the drug addict lives in a better house than yours. Faith is when people who don't even recognize God seem to be more, have more than you. But you tell the Lord, I don't have to understand why all I am doing is trusting in you. Because I know that you will make a way somehow. Is there anybody in here have enough faith not to demand an explanation with God? It was hard, Rose, when Frank left. It was hard when Phyllis left. It was hard when Clarence went when Tam left. It was hard when, 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 when I had to stand over folk 
And God told me, he said, it don't take no faith to doubt me because the world doubts me. He says, son, but it takes some kind of faith to give me a praise on your worst days. It takes some kind of faith to hold your head up high and say, God is still good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Don't y'all fool me now. But is there anybody in here who ever had to praise your way through some hard situations and you did not have an explanation, but you still had a praise? Listen to how James, the brother of Jesus, puts this. James writes in the first chapter of James, verses 2 to verse 4, to saints of God who were being persecuted. They were being sawn up in sheepskin, turning loose wild animals to devour their bodies. The Roman emperor used their suffering for their entertainment. The Colosseums in Rome were full of people that cheered when Christians were beheaded and when their bodies were devoured by wild animals. And so here they are sitting in a New Testament church with every right to be discouraged and every right to wonder, God, where are you? But thank God for an anointed word. Through the anointing of God and the penmanship of James, James writes these words to these New Testament sinners, he, saints. He said to them, consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because here's what your enemies do not know, uh, that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance finish its work so that you may mature and complete and not lacking anything. In other words, God says, I ain't through with you yet. Uh, folk don't know what your end is going to be. They know what you're going through. But let's touch somebody and say, let God have his way. Some of us got to learn how to give God enough time to do what God wants to do. I love what the old church used to say. He may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. Is there anybody in here that know we serve? Thank you, Daddy Peepers, and on time, God. I wish I had just a few witnesses of somebody that know that just before the enemy had the last laugh, God stepped right in and turned your situation around. And when the devil thought it was over, God said, you haven't seen anything yet because the best is yet to come. Your ladder shall be greater than your former. God told me, to speak words of prophecy and tell this congregation that what you go and what you are going through is just a test of your faith but don't worry about it because when God gets through with you it's going to be all right how many of you know that God's gonna give you a testimony and it's going to be the old songs of the old apostolic church. Tell me how did you feel when you came out of the wilderness? May I preach? Thank God for old church mothers like Josephine Anderson. Say, I felt like shouting. I felt like running. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. If you can just go through this, God has a blessing with your name on it. Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint curse somebody to wait on the lord tell them don't you dare give up don't you dare give up
The devil is a liar. God has something good with your name on it that eye has not seen, ear has not heard. Anybody know that God's got a blessing with your name on it? Encourage your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know what you're going through, but I know you're here today. And God says, if you can learn how to praise me in advance before you can see the blessing, God will turn your situation. Hold on to your faith. Do not waver. Do not become discouraged. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up, you everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Punch your hand at somebody say, get ready, get ready. Get ready. Your enemy is about to be slaughtered. And God is about to exalt you. Oh, y'all sit down before church breaks out. You did tell me I can preach this and to take my time. Take your seat and declare to somebody, if you can stand this test, on the other side of this, there's something good waiting on you. You can just go through this. Something good is waiting on you. Listen, as we turn to our text, let us see how Abraham's faith was once again put to the test. May I take my time, Pastor Bradley, and preach this? Amen. Thank you. Uh, in what has been described by biblical scholars as one of the most perplexing and intriguing examples of God putting somebody through something that has ever been recorded in Holy Scripture. Abraham, who is now even older than what he was when Isaac was born, at 100 years old, God finally blessed him with his promised son. I reminded the church this morning that Ishmael was a son, but he wasn't what God promised. Sometimes you got to wait on what God has promised. And so now this promised son is now a lad, perhaps in his teen years, which would make Abraham 112, 13, 14, and 15 years old. And now, here comes God. He is asking of Abraham, who has done so much already, to do one more thing. I know you've been faithful, but I'm asking you to take that which you love the most and offer him up as a sacrifice to me. You've waited so long on Isaac. He is your promise. But I need you to offer your future up to me. I want to see if you will sacrifice that you love more than your own self. One of my favorite biblical scholars, Dr. John G. Butler, in his account of Abraham's life, said this was perhaps the greatest, the most severe, and the most testing moment in Abraham's life. Give up Isaac. God asked him at the beginning of the testimony of Abraham to give up your family that you grew up with. Give up the place 
where you were born. That was called a challenge of separation. Now, towards the end of Abraham's testimony, God said this is a challenge of total surrender. There is one thing to do what God says and leave a place, but it's another thing to give up what you love more than anything else. God said to Abraham, this is so that you will know because I don't need you to prove anything to me. I already know your downsettings and your uprisings. I know the intent of your heart. But Abraham, this next test is for every future demon that you may encounter that tells you you don't have the faith to serve God. You would tell them I had the faith to offer God what I love the most. Take Isaac. And take a journey. I need you to just go with your sons. Take your servants with you. Take a trip towards Mount Moriah. And there I will give you instructions. Abraham did not waver. His faith allowed him not to even demand an explanation. He never questioned God. He never said to God, God, I don't understand this. You, you aren't supposed to do this to me. But he said, yes, Lord. Took his son. Took with him the instrument that would sacrifice his son. Took with him the wood and the fire. Took with him his servants. Oh, but Abraham had faith in God. That God will do something that only Abraham knew that God would do. Take note, if you will, with me, what God, what Abraham said to God and said to his servants in verse 5 of the text. This is perhaps the most profound section in this whole story of Abraham. Abraham and his servants get to the foot of Mount Moriah. And Abraham said to his servants, you can't go any further. Because there's some people that start out on your journey with you. They cannot go up your mountain with you. You'll catch that in the parking lot. Our problem is that we want to take everybody up the mountain. And God says the reason your servants can't go up the mountain because their faith will not be able to withstand what I'm going to ask you to do. So some folk ought to stay at the foot of your mountain. Am I right about it? So God says to Abraham, faith is going to lead you to the mountain. But note this. He had so much faith. In verse 5 of this chapter, he said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while the boy and I go over there, which means to the mountain. Listen, look, listen to what he says then. We will worship. I thought God asked you to sacrifice. Oh, touch somebody and say a sacrifice is a worship. Is worship. He says to his servant, you have to have the faith to speak what you believe even when you don't see it. He says to them, we will worship and then God Almighty. Somebody please tell me you see that word we in there. We are going to worship. And then just in case the demons don't think God will make a way, we, my son and I, are coming back. Good God Almighty, I know God told you to sacrifice, but I believe God so much that I believe God will make some kind of way. We are coming back. Now that's faith, because anybody can speak it when you see it. But can you speak it? When you got to trust God over the invisible. When you have to trust God over what has not been manifest. 
Abraham said, we're going there, but I'm not coming back by myself. Woo. I'm bringing my son back with me. I need to speak into somebody's life who's praying for your children right now. Somebody who's praying for a child that may be a teenager, maybe a grown person, but it didn't look like things are going to happen. God told me, I need you to speak something. Say, I don't care what the devil says. We are going together. Say, my family is already saved. You're not going to heaven without your family. God says, I'm going to anoint them, and I'm going to save them, and I'm going to raise them up. I don't know when. I don't know how. But I know that God will. Make a way. Anybody knows God will make a way. If you know the Lord is keeping you. What are you worried about? Can I preach to somebody? This is an old song, Sal. I tried to reach you this morning to get the words of that song. That's all right. I found them anyway. It says, if you know the Lord is keeping you, why don't you sing and shout? This is the part that I wasn't sure what the song said, but I found out, Pastor Bradley, every day he is still the same. Look at somebody and say, every day. He's still the same. So if you know the Lord is keeping you, why don't you sing and shout? Tell somebody, why don't you put a praise on it right now? Because you don't have to see it. Every day, God is still the same. God is a healer Monday through Sunday. God is a way maker. Every, yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody got to praise God with me and know that God is. Come on, Zion. Come on, Zion. Come on, by the way. You are about to go up a mountaintop. You don't know how God's going to do it. But you know somehow, some way, God's going to make a way. You all have to excuse us this morning. This is Rededication Sunday. We are declaring to every enemy in our life that every day God is already the same. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And so, he goes up Mount Moriah, get to a place where God said, this is the spot. This is the spot, Abraham. I need you to do what I've asked you to do. His son Isaac looks at him and says, Father, I see the wood. Father, I even see the fire. But what I do not see is the sacrifice. But thank God for supernatural favor and faith to speak what you know God is going to do. Son, Abraham says in verse 8, God will provide himself a burnt offering. You've got to know that, God, I know you got to make a way because you told me Isaac was my future. And I can't have a future without somebody to bless through it. And so I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know you've got to make a way. God will provide a way. That Hebrew term is simply called Jehovah Jireh. Can somebody say, Jehovah Jireh, he is still a provider. Whew. 
So listen to this. He gets to the altar. He lays his son head at the altar. He pulls out the instrument to sacrifice his son. Faith got you up the mountain. But obedience, thank you for this son after 8 o'clock. Obedience is going to get your blessing. He goes there and he pulls back his hand. And the angel of God stops Abraham. Don't go any further. Don't touch that young man. Now God knows that you love him more than anything else. Can I get a witness? Look what happens there. He tells them, don't you touch him. God is going to do something. And the scripture says, then Abraham looked over his shoulder in the bush. And there was a ram caught in the bush. Y'all got, got to go with me on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God says, Daryl, tell Bible way that the ram was already there, but you couldn't see him unless you obeyed me. Your obedience allows you to see what God has already done. Look at somebody and say, the ram in the bush. It was there before Abraham even went up the mountain. Somebody just caught that. I'm about to bless a prophetic word in your life. Touch somebody and say, God said what he has for you has already been established. It is already in a place that once your faith gets you there and your obedience allow you to accept it, God said, I give you what I had for you all along. Folks say, God made a way this year. No, God made a way 10 years ago on your behalf. You just didn't know it. God turned your life around when nobody else saw. God saved your son when they were selling drugs. God saved your daughter when she didn't want to go to anybody's church. Please help me encourage somebody and say it was always there. It was always there. Because here is the deal. One of my biblical professors at CIU says the ram had to have been there so long that the ram stopped crying. to this side of the church because if the ram was crying on his way up the mountain Abraham would have heard the cry the ram had been there so long until the ram just gave up because the ram knew there got to be some reason for me being here and God said it is you are the sacrifice you will take Isaac's place I need you to tell somebody God's got a blessing with your name on it and is already in the bush is already it is already created y'all excuse us I want to put a praise on something touch your neighbor and say neighbor I need about 30 seconds to praise God for my deliverance that has already always been there. Excuse me, but God did this a long time ago. Praise him. Come on, Zion, and praise. Somebody ought to praise him. Somebody. Somebody ought to praise him. Don't know how. 
don't know when, but I know he'll do it. Because somebody say, don't know how. I don't know how the ram got there. I don't need to know how the ram got there. All I know it was there. God will, God will, God will, God will provide, God will provide, stand to your feet. I want to leave you with one more biblical example. In the book of 1 Kings chapter 17, beginning at verse number 7. Dropping down to verse number 12. Verse number 7 tells us there was a time in which there was a drought and famine in the land. There was a prophet by the name of Elijah who visited a woman of Zarephath who was about to lay down and eat her last meal. And she and her son were prepared to die. But the Bible says in verse number seven, sometimes later, the brook dried up. Touch your neighbor, say, neighbor, I want to know what are you going to do when the brook dries up? What are you going to do when your money runs out? When your name is no longer in style, what are you going to do when loved ones hurt you? Touch somebody and say, God will somehow provide. Listen, the prophet said to this woman, make me and give me your last meal. And then you and your son go fix something else. Now, it took some faith to know that I don't have enough for three people. I barely have enough for one person. But verse number 12 says she did what he said. It says, as surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread. Only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I am about to gather me a few sticks, take it home, make a meal, and my son and I are going to eat and die. Mm, the prophet said, don't be afraid. Go home and do what I said. Make me some first. Tell somebody, give God his first. Don't you rob God. The devil is a liar. If you take care of God first. For this, verse 14, for this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Look at this promise. Woman, the jar of flour will never be used up. The jug of oil will never run dry. Look at somebody and say, God is about to show off here. God is about to show them how powerful he is. So she went, obedience, somebody shout obedience, and did as the prophet told her. So there was food every day. Somebody, please, you got to see this. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, where did the food come from? Tell them, I don't know, but all I know is every time she put her hand in the barrel, something was there. God said, I don't know uh, everything, uh, but God told me to tell you every time you put your hand in the barrel, God will make a way somehow. Cross the aisles and touch somebody and say, neighbor, keep putting your hand 
in the barrel. Look at this woman's face, Deacon Parker. You got to keep putting your hand in something that seems to be empty. But God says, I won't let you down. And every day, God bless her. God provided. Tell somebody, somehow, she didn't die. Her son did not die. Somehow, God kept feeding them over and over. See, there are a whole lot of people that only can serve and celebrate God for the overflow. But then there's some of us know how to serve God for sufficiency. Is there anybody in here that know it hasn't overflowed yet? But you thank God for the meal you ate last night. Thank God for the little gas you got in your car. Thank God for the job you are on right now. And if God doesn't do anything else, look at somebody and say, he's already done enough. On this Sunday of rededication, on this Sunday of consecration, here's the word. God will provide. All week long, that word ought to be ringing in your spirit. Look at somebody and say, every day this week, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to wake up that morning and say, God will provide. When you don't know where it's coming from, whoo, whoo. God will provide. Somebody leave your seat right now and flood this altar. Faith walkers, come stand at this altar. Sister Tamala Mann puts it this way. God provides so why do I worry about my life? When you come to my rescue a thousand times, I like this next clause, every other voice is a lie. Every voice that tells you God can't do it, tell somebody that's a lie. Every voice that tells you you cannot make it, Tell somebody that's a lie. Every voice that tells you your child is too far gone, they won't ever be delivered. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm preaching to somebody right now. Tell them God provides in ways I can't explain, in ways I can't deny. The little that I have he multiplies. And just when I feel he won't show up on time, whew, look at somebody and say, God provides. Look at someone and say, he will come through. When the clouds of doubt rain down on you and test, somebody say, and test everything you thought you knew. Now you finally see what God can do for you. So when you go home tonight, close your eyes. There's no more need to fight. Look at somebody and say, watch God provide. Ooh. God provide. So why do Ooh. I worry about my life yeah, yeah. when you've come to my rescue a thousand times? Put your hands on your heart like that. Every other voice, it is a lie. God is speaking directly to you God this morning. God provides. God provides. 
Sing your song, Francis. Yeah, yeah. In ways Ooh. I can't explain and can't deny the little that I have, he multiplies. Just when I feel he won't show up on time. Anybody asking God, God for a hard thing? Come on, stand at this altar. Maybe you're praying for somebody else who don't even have sense enough to pray for themselves. Maybe you're praying for somebody who's not here this morning. Come on. And test everything you thought you knew. And now you finally see what God can do for you. So, so tonight. When you go home tonight, do this. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. There's no more need to fight. Stop fighting. Watch God. Watch God provide. Sing, Francis. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh>. God provides. <laughs> it's hard to say when there's no food to eat. Thank you, Lord. Oh, what you see feels all that life will be. Woo. Hallelujah. And Thank you, Lord. Will this be another? I'm asking God for a hard thing, and mother. My I'm asking God for a hard thing. Yeah, yeah. See, God, I only want what you believe <laughs> for me. So tonight, close your eyes. There's no more need to fight. Ooh, watch God provide. Provide. Close those eyes and just worship. Before now lift those hands eyes. off your heart. Lift them in the air. Oh, Wave those hands with me. He will. He will. <laughs> Close your eyes. There's no more need to Do it, man. Before your eyes, he will. Whatever you want, I know that he will provide. Yes, you will, Lord. Yes, you will, Lord. Yes, you will. Here's what God told me to tell you. You don't know it, but the ram is already in the bush. Ooh, I'm speaking to somebody here tonight. God said, you don't know it yet, but you're already healed. You don't know it, but God has already worked that situation out. It's already in the bush. Tell somebody it's already in the bush. Close those eyes. Put your arms around someone's shoulders. Here is why Abraham was blessed. Because he had a vertical relationship. 
he had a relationship with God. And some of you have been contemplating your relationship with God. You've been wondering when you're going to make that decision. The next step in your life is climbing that mountain not knowing how it's going to work out but knowing that God will provide and he appreciates the fact that you come to church I'll tell you what God told me your presence in church is taking you to the foot of the mountain and your commitment takes you up the mountain and your obedience show you the ram that's already in the bush. Tell somebody, take the next step. You're already at the foot of the mountain. You're going up the mountain. But do what God tells you to do, even if it's a hard thing. And even if your friends and those that you know will never understand, just know somehow God will provide. So close those eyes right now. And if you're here and after this prayer, what a wonderful day to do it. On the Sunday of consecration and rededication, if you want to take the next step in your relationship with God, after we pray, you just meet me at this altar. Say, Pastor, I'm willing to go all the way. I don't know how it's going to turn out. You don't have to worry about, can I make this work? There's still issues in your life. Abraham had issues in his life, but he still took that trip up Mount Moriah. This is your day. Tell him for me, Francis, that phrase, so tonight. So tonight. When you get home, close your eyes. Watch God. Watch God One more time. I want to change the words right now. So today. So today. So right now. Close your eyes. There's no more need to fight. Watch God. Watch God provide. One more time. So today. So today. God is speaking to someone right Close now. Your eyes, no more need Stop cry. fighting. Stop worrying. Watch God. Watch God Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this series, a test of faith. Thank you for reminding us that although we may enjoy your favor, our faith will always be put to the test. This week, the test is total surrender. Are you willing to give up something that's special to you just because God asked you to do it? <laughs> that's the test. Are we willing to take the next step and not just be at the foot of the mountain, but are we willing to climb Mount Moriah, lay our son at the altar, and say, watch God provide. I'm declaring to somebody now, the ram is already in the bush. Your next job, God has already created. Your next move, God has already preordained. That better relationship is already done. College debt is already paid off. Whew. I'm declaring that the ram is already there. Just be obedient and watch God provide. Thank you, Lord. This is our prayer. In your wonderful name we pray. And all the people that love your word. Say with me, amen. Amen. So right now, Put your arms around somebody and say, watch God. Watch God provide. Somebody who wants to make that commitment today. Don't go back the way you came. You're already up the mountain. 
Come on, stand right here if you want to make that commitment. Close your eyes, there's no more need to fight. Thank you, young lady. Somebody else. Come on, thank you. Thank you, brother. So right now. Thank you. Close your eyes, there's no more need to fight. Watch God. Somebody is. Someone else. Come on. This is a faith so journey. You don't know how God's going to work it out. Some of you, you hear God's voice right now. God is calling you right now. Watch God. Somebody walk down those aisles right now. I know it's not easy. But I'm hearing God challenge someone right now. God say, come right now. Watch God provide. He will, he will. So Lift those hands. Somebody God is calling you. Thank you, young lady. Meet her halfway. God told me there was somebody else. Thank you. You're coming right now. The devil gets no glory out of this, God. Somebody else is coming. Some young lady is coming. Come on. Is there somebody else? The enemy wants you, but the enemy can't have what God has already preordained. Somebody else, come on. If you hear it, God is calling you right now. Thank you, young lady. Come on, give me another young lady somewhere. Come stand with him. Give me some young men. Come here, Denar, and some of the other. Come here, y'all. Come stand. Others are coming. Courtney's here with her. Can somebody else come stand with these brothers? Thank you, son. Somebody, God says, watch me provide. I know we've got to go, but God told me somebody is on the verge of losing everything. God says, if you trust me and walk down those aisles, I'll turn it around right now. Who am I talking about? Thank you, young lady. Come on. Watch God. Watch God provide. Come in, Virginia Deacon Corley. Andrea's coming. Stand with this brother right here. God said it's already done, man. I don't know what you're going through. But this brother behind you has your back <laughs> because he's been through something too and he just wants you to know that God will provide. Clap your hands by the way. Wait a minute. Somebody else is coming down the aisle right now. Somebody else just made the devil mad. Yeah. Watch God. Thank you, young man. Come here, young man. You yeah. So today. I don't know what you're going through, brother. But God says he's just turned your situation around. Watch God Clap your hands, by the way. As they walk down the aisle, I want you to clap into every last one of them. Have walked down the aisle. We're celebrating what God is going to do. He's going to do it all today. Close your eyes, there's no more need to fight. Watch God provide. 